When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Daily.com. That's right, the Who That Daily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, Who That Daily.com is your site. The Who That Daily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. Pro Shop. That's right, the Pro Shop is the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shop. The link is in the description section below. And remember, it helps the platform continue to grow. Check out the Pro Shop and who that too. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL When things seem fishy and you probably smell The crooked referees are Roger Goodell Look, like this and I'm a who that Every day I'm living, I'm a who that Lose or winning, I'm a who that It's the sports coma, this is where we do that Where we do that, where we do that Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that Boogie like this and I'm a who that It's the sports coma, this is where we do that It's a special time, a special time. As a, as a kid growing up, um, being from Louisiana, you always want to play for your hometown team. So it's a blessing to be here um, and to have this opportunity. Yeah, um, welcome home. Uh, what was it like? 
Yeah, it was it was um it was a bit it was a bit stressful, you know, it was it was um um but it gave me opportunity to um you know train like I wanted to, um be with my family, spend time with my family, um and um but also gave me an opportunity to, you know, be able to call New Orleans home. You know, I had a great visit when I came. Um, me and Mickey spoke. Um, me and DA spoke. I had a great conversation with Jameis um, that led to future conversations down the road that ultimately leads to me sitting here in this seat um, that were very important and instrumental in um, me actually deciding to be a New Orleans Saints. Rob Walker. Hey, John. What's, um, what's been the response from your friends, uh, guys like Tyron and those guys, and also that just what, um, what do you think your role could be in this offense? Yeah, man, everything has been, you know, uh, everything has been kind of what, what has been expected. You know, everybody's just, you know, saying congratulations, you know, let's get to work. Um, and obviously what's expected of me just continue to be who I am, you know, continue to be a leader, continue to make plays, um, continue to be a man of a man of the community um, and doing my part in the community. And that's all the things that I'm looking forward to doing. Oh, hey, Doc, this, um, I know it's kind of general, but how big of a Saints fan were you growing up? Uh, I was I was a huge Saints fan. I was a huge Saints fan. I also was a, a T.O. fan at the time, so, you know, I was going back and forth, but, you know, I always kept a close eye on the hometown team. What were uh, some of those conversations with, with James that you said kind of played a part in you uh, coming here? Yeah, just understanding, you know, the di dynamic of, you know, the receivers that have been here. Um, obviously, understanding the dynamic of the team, the culture. Um, the coaching staff, you know, about the coaching staff and um, and how the organization is ran as a whole, you know, and that's something for me um, going into my ninth season uh, and being a pro, like, you know, I want to walk into a situation where culture is set, you know, walk into a situation where, um, you know, everybody's working on one accord, you know, and that's something that's um, and very important to me at this stage in my career, and obviously having an opportunity to know what you know what James is going to do back there. So um, knowing that I I have a, some chance to make some plays out there too. Why, why are you smiling when you mention James? <laughs> because that's one thing he's going to do. He's going to throw it. You know, he's going to throw it, and he's going to make plays, and he's going to trust his guys to make plays for him. Um, and as a receiver, um, that's all you need. You know, that's all you want. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a while, but yeah, we've spoken. We've spoken uh, these last two weeks. His birthday was actually yesterday as well, so um, we spoke. Uh, we've been speaking. Um, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he's a New Orleans Saint. You know, um, and honestly, to tell you the truth, one of the reasons again too, he's another reason why um, I wanted to actually be here. You know, everything that he means to the game, obviously, but you know, the leadership that he's shown since. You know, since high school, when I met him at a Tennessee camp, um, doing one-on-ones, you know, and the thing about the year has been instrumental in the person, the player that I've become, you know, and to have opportunity to um, play on this level at this stage um, here in New Orleans um, is something that's very special uh, to him, uh, to me, and um, I think uh, our conversations kind of you know, led to there, and we'll continue on from there. Go ahead, Amy. Yeah, I, has, you put pen to paper earlier, wearing the hat with the Florida Lee, has it hit you yet, or? <laughs> the more I look at this screen, he told me to look up at this, at this, uh, at this camera up here, but the more and more I, I look up at the screen, I, it is, and it's definitely setting in, and, um, and it's an amazing feeling, I would say that. Nick How do you see maybe yourself and Mike and Crystal, are they kind of complimenting one another and fitting in with, with I mean, you know, we all have different types of skill sets, you know, um, me and Mike more similar. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, we we all are, are a problem. You know, we all pose a type of threat, you know, and uh, 
especially here in this offense where you know things are interchangeable, um, personnels, different types of personnels, um, different weapons. You can't ever leave out AK and the things that he does for the running game, um, and then obviously getting Jameis back healthy um, and, and under center is going to be important. Hey Jarvis, I, I apologize if this is a repeat, but um, you know, I mean, waiting until May to sign. Did you end up choosing sort of fit and location over money at some point? I mean, could you have taken more money at some point, but you were that this was more important to you to find the right place and the right fit? Yeah, I think there were some opportunities out there, um, but. You know, as we continue to game plan on, you know, what I really wanted, you know, and what I wanted to achieve and accomplish, you know, that quickly got narrowed down to a few teams, you know, and once it played out and got to where it was after the draft, the situation about money, it was more about, like you said, it's about fit, it was about location, um, and those became the priorities for me and my camp and making a decision to be a New Orleans Saint. And, and were the conversations with Tyron? Just hey, this would be cool, or or was it even more calculated than that? Were you guys like, we could both go here and and wouldn't this be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that 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 uh, that would have been that have been good if we we could have planned this, you know. Um, but I think we both were kind of watching, you know. We both were kind of watching, taking our time, and you know, kind of understanding our situation and our position and what it, what we wanted to achieve, you know, and where we, where we had the best opportunities to achieve those things um, from a team perspective and as a, and, you know, as players, as individuals. So I think, um, you know, it, it kind of played out the way that it did and I'm happy it did because, um, you know, there's no, no, not many that I've played with that I hold to um, a high regard as I do for Yeah, um, well, I don't really necessarily believe in pressure. You know, um, I think I think this is a great opportunity um, for me to get back playing great football. Um, you know, for for an amazing organization. Um, and who knows? Maybe this more here in New Orleans. So that's what I'm looking for forward to, and that's what I'm counting on. John Hendricks. Hey, Jarvis. Yeah, I mean, just just growing through adversity. You know, that that's kind of one of the things that's been consistent. You know, um, um, having success and not winning, or not having success and 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 still not winning, or whatever it is, injuries. Um, the business side of it, you know, things that I've learned throughout the process, but also things that I'm grateful for because, again, I wouldn't be here today um, to be able to, you know, talk to you guys, to be able to wear these colors and all. All right, that's uh, Jarvis Landry chiming in on his thoughts, man. Much love to the great Saint Think Tank. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all for tuning in this thing, and like I've been saying for some time now, Welcome, welcome, welcome. Y'all now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys, but we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. What's up, fam? Appreciate y'all chiming in on the Monday stream. Much love to the great Saints. A lot going on in the Who That Nation. I appreciate each and every last one of y'all for signing up uh, and signing in today, checking in today. Much love with the fam. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all. We got several news notes and items to talk about on this episode of the coma so please feel free to hit upon the like button hit the hell out the like button also please feel free to hit the notification bell as well as subscribe baby subscribe hit the subscribe button if you are in a subscriber much love to the fan appreciate each and every last one of y'all for being in this sucker having some uh had some internet issues fam uh that's why we kind of starting late here but it's all a good baby we in this mug and we doing it you know i'm about to say something else <laughs> But we here. We are here. So much love to the fam. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, much love. Um, 
Jarvis Landry, you heard him. He's always been a Saints man through and through. Went all the way around to come back home. Same with Tyron Matthew. Appreciate Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen for making it happen. That's what the big part about this is, is that these guys were here and they finally made it happen. And I'm very proud of that. The fact that they did get the deal done. So anyway, uh, we all know that the Jarvis Landry signing was a one-year deal with $6 million. Uh, uh, up to $6 million, I think three of it is guaranteed, I want to say. But just a spectacular contract. What can I tell you? Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic, the kind of contract the Saints got this man on. This is over the last five or six years. Jarvis Landry is one of the best, one of the best wide receivers. His production in terms of his receptions was up there among the top five, top six in the, in the league. And man, all that, only thing I can tell you is that uh, you got him for up to 6 million with three of it guaranteed special deal. I mean, you could say, uh, you can even assume and say that a lot of that was due to the fact that he gave the Saints per, per, perhaps a hometown special. Because maybe he could have got more. I mean, the Browns, they said, gave him a low ball number, but he chose the Saints. He chose the Saints to come home. So, listen, regardless of whatever it is, I'm happy to have him here because he fits an obvious need in the Saints slot. He becomes the Saints' ultimate slot wide receiver. Uh, Yet, on paper, of course, when he gets out on the field, he would then show what he can do. So, much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all for being in the live stream on this. And we got a few things to talk about, and we'll move into it. So hit the like button, family. Feel free to hit the like button. We're experiencing a few uh, technical issues, but please uh, walk with me through this stuff because, I mean, that's what kept me from uh, getting it on anyway. So anyway, we're going to keep on moving. So much love to the fam. Hit the like button as we get ready to jump on in this thing. And, of course, we just talked about the Jarvis Landry. We just mentioned Jarvis. We just spoke about uh, his, uh, his money deal and the fact that we heard him early speak about just being happy to be in the Houdat building. And we glad to have this guy here, to be honest with you, man. I'm so happy to have him here. But anyway, let's move on to the next topic, and that's Drew Brees announcing he may play football in 2022. We did like a early little five-minute breakdown of it early. Was going to cover this last night. I heard uh, some of the stuff that was going on with you heard Drew Brees and saying uh, all this happened because the they tore up his contract at the network. And then he comes out with the tweet, and this is from uh, Canal Street Chronicles. They covered a lot of it. Drew Brees done at NBC after one year as an NFL TV analyst and the post-learning. Of course, it's built on this tweet by Drew. Despite the speculation from media about my future this fall, I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, senior golf tour, coach my kids, all of the above. I'll let you know. Now, of course, Dennis Allen did respond and said he just thought it was done in jest. You know, so I mean, and I agree. Yeah, you're right, Kenny. Uh, QB uh, coach, but listen, the idea is, and and we, we you know, I posted this uh, in the comment section or the description section of the video, the one we did earlier today, just a five minute sp- uh, talk about Drew Brees is the fact that Drew Brees is still under contract with the Saints. He <laughs> they have his status as retired, but he still has he's still under one more year contract with the Saints. <laughs> That's why a lot of people are looking at it saying, come on now. Yeah, he's still, Drew Brees is still under contract. <laughs> that's the only part about this that's that's uh, that's interesting. It's the fact that he may play football again. It's some of the many options that he has, but he's still under contract with the Saints. The Saints still have his rights. 
<laughs> uh, it's crazy, right? But anyway, Dennis Allen did respond. He thought it was unjust. But listen, let's get this clear. This is not this is not Drew Brees' team anymore. This is Jameis Winston's club. Okay? Let's get that situated, fam. This is Jameis Winston's club. This is not Drew Brees' club anymore. <laughs> this is Jameis Winston's club. This is his team. So, I mean, Drew stepped out of the way, just like Sean Payton stepped out of the way. When you step out of the way, don't come up here talking about I won't come back. It's too late. It's like like the late, great Dick Gregory would say, it's over. <laughs> so, I mean, it's over in many ways for Drew Brees in many respects. Jameis Winston is here. Andy Dalton is the backup. What is Drew going to settle for? The third string quarterback position? I think not. <laughs> But the crazy part is he's still under contract with the Saints. <laughs> but nah, this is merely just fan. This is mere fanciful uh, rhetoric. I don't think Drew Brees is uh, even an option for the quarterback position. Now the Saints did approach Drew last year when the team needed him because of the injuries to the uh, QB to the QB room. They they did approach Drew Brees last year about coming back. This time around, the Saints can do the. Uh, the, the the turning down or the denying. <laughs> One good deny deserves another. So we can deny Drew like he denied us last year when the Saints said, hey, man, we need your help. Could you come? Now nah, I'm doing this TV thing. So now that we doing our QB thing, nah, Drew, Drew we doing our QB thing over here. <laughs> nah, Drew, we straight, bro. We good. Much love to you, though. Appreciate you. But man, Drew Brees is a straight businessman. I was telling, he was talking about DCD. I say this guy is a is a revenous businessman. I mean, he was trying to push people on casinos and all type of shit. <laughs> Drew, you won't put that casino in your goddamn neighborhood, man. <laughs> anyway, nah, I say now nah on the Drew Brees situation. And Dennis Allen had the proper response. He thought it was just and just. And I will have to agree with him on that, that I definitely agree that Drew Brees um is uh it's this is just just fanciful rhetoric i don't expect the saints to even much take what drew saying serious about him returning to football even though he is and like i said he's under contract with the saints the saints still have that year on him so i mean crazier and nuttier things happen we didn't anticipate drew Brees or the saints going to drew Brees uh last year but they went to him what if he would have came back what if that you know let's just pretend for a quick second when Jameis was hurt and then all you had was Taysom, you know, at the quarterback position and Drew said, you know what, I'm going to go and help my, my Saints uh, through the team. What would that have looked like? That would have definitely looked real. That would have been something else if Drew Brees would have said, you know what, the hell with this TV stuff because I ain't really hitting a thousand at it anyway. Let me go over here and help my squad. I, I'm on it. I can talk on the TV all the time. Hell, when I'm 50 years old, I can sit up on the TV, but I but I only have a certain amount of time to play football. Let me go ahead on and do that. What if that would have happened? Boy, that would have looked a lot different, wouldn't it, family, from last year? You know? When, you know, when they approached him? That, that would have been something else, man. He could have snuck in there and did the damn thing, but not this time around. We established, man. We established. Drew, keep doing what you're doing, man. All right. And the family members uh, tweeted, really. <laughs> they commented. Say hell no, and we ready. And, and 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 of course the team looks attractive now because he's looking at Jarvis Landry, he's looking at Chris Olave. Thanks to Dennis Allen, Dennis Allen had the respect to be able to take that and then turn it, take that offense and turn that offense into something special. Dennis Allen did that. When Coach Payton had it, it was not so much. Of course, we had the injuries, but like I mentioned, there was several times during the season where trades could have been done to improve the wide receiver room. Hell, the Giants was trying to give away Darius Slayton. The Saints could have picked him up for a song, maybe a third or fourth round pick, you know, one or the other. And it just happened that way. Well, you know, and there were many other, uh, uh, you know, gestures toward other teams for wide receivers. They just didn't carry through with them. You know, so anyway, Dennis Allen seen what the offense needed, and he addressed it. He also seen he had no problem approaching LSU Prolific players, pro high profile players that will come in with high production. And ding dong, the LSU witch is dead. Ding dong, the LSU witch is dead. <laughs> the witch is witch, the witch is dead. Ding dong, the witch is yeah. and, and it's true because it was like almost like uh, if Coach Payton would have signed a high profile LSU player, Jason Voorhees would have came out of the, the ocean somewhere or from space 
and came down and just chopped Coach Payton in half. <laughs> I don't know what was going on with that whole damn thing, but no, Drew, thank you. You had a chance last year. You should have took it, but not this year. No, thank you. All right, so let's move on, fam, to the next thing. New Orleans Saints announced the roster moves for today. Now, remember we was talking about making rights wrong. I think uh, making rights right, not wrong, but making the wrongs right. You know you see what I'm saying? Kind of got stuck up there for a second. But making the wrongs right. Now, we talked about, like in the past, one of the things the Saints did in making the wrongs right was bringing Malcolm Jenkins back. That was a very big move because the Saints really suffered in the special in the safety area when they passed on Malcolm Jenkins that year when the Saints didn't even offer Malcolm Jenkins a contract that year they just went straight out to just let him go he said that they didn't even offer me a contract I would have stayed if they offered me and he went to Philadelphia and helped Philadelphia win that championship then you know a couple contracts later the Saints were fortunate enough to get Malcolm Jenkins back and he retired as a Saint which is pretty cool but Another wrong that I would like to make right is two of them. Maybe, well, actually, the Akeem Hicks move, you know, if we can get big Akeem Hicks and bring him back on a cheap deal and have him to play interior, I think that would be cool uh, to bring Hakeem Hicks back. I'm really a big, uh, uh, you know, you know, proponent of that. Also, another right wrong move is the acquisition of a, by, uh, of, uh, a fantastic running back by the name of Devon Ezigbo. Now, listen, man, y'all know that I've been talking about Devon Zigbo over the last several years, how good back he is and how he looked in the Saints uniform. Really, that you remember we went back uh, when he first arrived and he was a free agent pickup. The Saints utilized him. He did everything back, everything well. He had speed, power. He cut on a dime. Only one thing he did was a fumble, and then we put him in the street. Later on, Coach Payton brought him back. Last year, gave him, you know, didn't use him right and just put him on the street again. Now he's back under Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, no. And, and they know talent when they see some. So the Saints announced some moves today to straight from NOLA.com, NewOrleansSaints.com, excuse me. New Orleans Saints announced that they have signed free agent running back Devonnie Zigbo and Eric Wilson and waived uh, a free agent, uh, undrafted free agent Cole Cabral and linebacker Joel DeBlanco. And wide receiver Jalen McCleskey. So McCleskey's cut again. That don't necessarily mean that's the end of these guys. Remember, injuries do occur uh, between now and training camp, and you could they could be summoned to come back to the team. This has happened before. So, um, but McCleskey right now is in the street. So it's uh, Cole Cabral and Joel Dublanco, which these were seen as long shot players anyway. And this was made by the announcement was made by executive. Uh, vice president and general manager. Y'all know who it is, Mickey. All right, so Devon Zigbo, six feet tall, 225 pounds. Zigbo runs really well, man. Put the tape on. Very decisive run. Runner runs with power, can run through you or around you, catches the ball out the backfield really well. Has excellent speed. Love this kid, man. Love the film. Uh, hopefully, we can kind of keep him in our running back room and not put him in the street and let Devonnie Zigbo develop with us. This is third time being here, so obviously the Saints like Devonnie Zigbo. They was the first to bring him in the NFL and then let him go. He went to Jacksonville on two stints because they knew he was a good back. They just couldn't figure him in. The Saints had an opportunity to get a guy that's familiar with their system, and they bring Devonnie Zigbo back. I like this. You know, he's mentioned him at 6'2", 230, originally signed with New Orleans as an undrafted free agent out of Nebraska in 2019 in three seasons. Zigbo has played in 21 games for both the Saints and Jags, carrying 11 times for 25 yards, catching 13 passes for 72 yards, while also adding some uh, four special team stops in 21 preseason. The Texas native led the Jaguars in rushing with 13 carries for 72 yards and added four receptions of 52 yards. And in regular season, Zigbo played in one game for Jacksonville, no stats, and two, and two for New Orleans, where at Seattle, October the 25th, he carried the ball for minus three yards and caught one pass for a seven-yard game. So not a lot of usage on Devonnie Zigbo but if you go back into the preseason you'll get a lot of the meat of the topic when we talk about Devonnie Zigbo because you see a lot of the footage that happens during the preseason the kid can play football you just got to be able to give him an opportunity and he could have an opportunity in that running back room is Devonnie Zigbo the guy that we've been thinking about we've been talking about running backs and guys that will work in the same system now he's coming in here wearing number 20 they say 28 so but We'll see exactly what it is for Devonnie Zigbo. I, I think it's a, a pretty sneaky good signing 
for the Saints. And also, like I said, they bring in a linebacker, Eric Wilson, and then put Cole Cabral and Joel DeBlanco, linebacker, and, and of course, Jalen McCleskey, son of J.J. McCleskey, in the street. All right, let's move on. Talking about Jarvis Landy co contract, this is coming from Saints Wire and Mr. Sigler over there at Saints Wire. Uh, dropping the scoop on the contract, and this is based on Ian Rappaport's tweet that he tweeted uh, earlier that the Saints gave uh, Jalen, I mean Jalen, Jarvis Landry a one-year deal with the base value of $3 million. Sources said he can earn another $3 million in incentives, mostly based on individual stats. A good value option for New Orleans while Landry gets his one-year deal that allows him to get paid again if he produces. How about that? Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so while NFL Rappaport shared the details of the Saints' one year contract with Landry, which brought the five time Pro Bowler home for, and the man just 29 years of age now, for $3 million, just for $3 million. You couldn't find a bar a better bargain on a top-notch starter wide receiver that was super productive in the last six, five or six years in the NFL. His numbers reception-wise are up in the top five, top six in the entire league. Then you have a super productive, healthy Mike Thomas that's there. You heard what he said that him and Mike Thomas are very, very similar. And does he does provide insurance in case Mike has a setback or two with his injury. Jarvis Landry slides into that position. Chris Olave stays where he is. The Saints young guys come fill in from up under there, and the Saints keep it moving. The case in point is to get quality wide receivers, that quality players that know what they're doing at a premium. The Saints have done that twice. Getting him, getting Jarvis Landry for $3 million on a base salary with incentives that can go up to $6 million is the is the best free agent deal of this year and Mickey Loomis needs to be commended. Dennis Allen needs to be commended. All these people out here need to understand. And at least before he even coached the game, you at least, ex, uh, you know, respect or put some respect on Dennis, on Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis and Kai and the rest of them guys for being aggressive. At least they were super aggressive and going after this was after Peyton stepped away. And Peyton was everything to the Saints. He steps away. He's supposed to be in free fall. Like, well, I don't know what we're going to do. Mama, that's like Vinton Harper from Mama's family back in the day. A lot of our young people ain't going to remember that. You know, it's like Vinton asking uh, his mama, oh, gee, mama, what are we going to do? Well, the Saints didn't sit there doing that. What they decided to do, they came out the gate and just like, man, we're going to attack, attack, attack. So they contracts, put all the money, worked as many deals as they can get. After they did that, they tried to chase Watson around. And, you know, that's the only foolish maneuver 
insofar as, you know, he was just playing games. But what it did do is open up all of the money where the Saints can do this. And I'm going to show you the sport track numbers on the Saints. And they still got double-digit money after signing Landry and Matthew. This is this is this is excellent. I mean, this is spectacular. Landry reported seeking a $20 million per av- a year per average in some receivers found the fridge. Now, whether that's true or not, that even mu- that even furthers uplifts Mickey Loomis and, and Dennis Allen in the higher stratosphere. If this guy, even if you believe that or not, was seeking, and they have several reports saying that he was seeking $20 million, and you got him for six, up to six, but three guaranteed, man. <laughs> man, listen, look a here, look a here. So for him to sign with New Orleans at a fraction of his initial accent price is remarkable. Maybe some of this is due to Landry taking a hometown. Yet, I would agree. I didn't even read this article, but Sigler and I are on the same page with this. This is definitely a hometown discount. But the bigger, bigger factor is almost certainly how little interest he received from other teams after hitting the market. Now, he did get some interest, and you expect a guy as good as Jarvis Landry, who's 100% healthy, to at least get six or seven teams that's going after him. You know, Baltimore on the back end, you had the other teams coming in there, all at him. But it's just awesome, man. All right, thank you, Josh Higginbottom, uh, Tactical Strength and Conditioning. Just hit the subscribe button. That's a long tag, man, but I appreciate <laughs> Josh Higginbottom, uh, t- uh, Tactical Strength and Conditioning. Hit the subscribe button. Thank you for you for joining uh, the Sports Coma and the great Saint Tank Tank. Much love to you, brother Josh, and welcome to the fam. All right, let's keep it going. Hopefully Landry does well enough to maximize his value from the Saints' perspective, but they just made a low-cost move. They're bringing a player with plenty of hides, uh, uh, with plenty of hides on the wall, who's going to be pushing their top draft pick for targets each week. Mike Thomas is still the top dog, but having Landry and Chris Olave in clearly defined roles as receivers is working out of the slot wider. And this is a great point by Sigler in this article because he lays out the key term there, which is clearly defined roles. That means nobody's stepping on nobody's feet. We know Mike is the man. We know uh, Jarvis is in the slot. We know uh, Olave is going to be the the, the, the the deep wide receiver. Everybody has a clear, defined role and know exactly what they're going to bring to the team. Excellent point by Sigler on here. All right. And then, of course, uh, working out of the slides respectively should do a lot to make Jameis' life a lot easier. And this is true because it's all about making Jameis' life easier, fam. That's what it's really about, giving him all of the weapons that he could possibly have. And there is no excuses, black and gold. This is a Super Bowl team, and we demand a Super Bowl. It's been too damn long. It's been since 2009, since the New Orleans Saints hold, held up the Lombardi Trophy. That's it been so long. That's when Drew Brees had hair on his head, man. You know what I'm saying? Man, you know how long ago that was? We living in, what year is it, 2022, and it was too, man, that's been way too long, fam. That's That's been way too damn long. It's time to make it happen. All right, so uh, that good article right here by John Sigler did a good job on here breaking down the contract of Jarvis Landry. All right, fam. And then, of course, we covered the Drew Brees uh, stuff. And then another one for another guy uh, wishing he was back in the, in, the, in the black and gold building. Sean Payton agrees to contract with Fox, former Saints head coach, to have studio role. So Drew Brees get kicked out of NBC. Payton get, I mean, gets brung on by Fox. So, you know, we them old New Orleans guys always trying to find something to do, huh? Former New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton is the newest notable NFL figure to take advantage of the broadcasting boom. And Coach Payton does really well at it. Remember, we was watching footage of him do uh, an uh, analytical work for Fox during the playoffs when the Saints lost to the Minnesota Vikings. And what ultimately happened was Coach Payton the next week flew out to San Francisco where the San Francisco 49ers were playing the Minnesota Vikings. And he was a, an analyst on that on that uh, network the next week for them, which rubbed me and a lot of the Who That Nation wrong. Because how are you going to go up there to San Francisco for that next, that next week playoff game? You just lost to that team. You're going to go out there and tell another team how to beat that team. And you just lost to that team. And then when you get out there, he tells them to run the ball. All of which he said, I, I can never find that clip. I could never, they got rid of that clip. 
I was I was looking my ass off to find that clip when he was up there telling them people what they needed to do. Boy, that set me on fire, and I began to set the whole that nation on fire when I seen that shit. I was like, people ain't on this, man. How you going to go out there and tell them people how to win, and you were telling them what to do? You did the exact opposite of what you telling them people to do. <laughs> I mean, that, that set me ablaze. But anyway... Pro Football Talk's Mike Fleury, a reported Peyton will sign with Fox and likely assume a studio role on the Fox NFL Sunday show. They need to because they got a lot of dry turkeys on that show. In January, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler uh, canvassed league executives and canvassed and asked the coaches to make predictions for the year ahead. One coordinator told Fowler that Peyton was believed to be garnering interest from the NFL's media partners. Peyton stepped down as the Saints coach later that month gathering interest they already knew the inside scoop and michael mccarthy of the front office sports reported in february that fox was discussing a deal with the 50 year old 58 year old to uh, potentially have him succeed troy aikman who's another dry turkey and lead the the lead the color commentary mccarthy reported peyton might earn as much as 10 million dollars a year to sit on your ass and talk about football my goodness my goodness i guess the recession uh doesn't affect certain cats However, Fox ultimately lined up Tom Brady as Aikman's successor with his playing career in sitting in the front office television camera may be a temporary occupation for Peyton, but Fleury reported he may have signed with Fox for just one year. That was the plan, and that's what Peyton did say, is that uh, he would talk about football for one year. He told you the truth on that, and then the next year he would then come back to coaching and there are several teams that circulating around them. Y'all know who they are, the Cowboys, the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Panthers. So it'll be a bidding war, which is fine for the Who That Nation because we're going to fleece whoever want them. We're going we gonna to fleece your ass for picks, money, players, whatever. If you want them, you're going to have to pay for them. All right. Uh, New Orleans Saints rookie Chris Olave learning on the fly with new teammate Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas already getting down to business teaching this kid. He was teaching him when he was up there uh, in uh, Ohio State. So Mike is taking, see, and this is some of the things that I was, you know, when we gave up the extra draft capital for at the time, we was like, okay, we need to do this, that, and the third. We knew and we talked about it, the Saints didn't need all of those picks, you know. The team wasn't that in bad of a need where it needed all of those picks. And the Saints obviously knew that they would be grabbing certain players at certain intervals of time by allowing the free agent market to dictate the value of players. And they did that in this, this entire season. We talked about that. It dictated the value. And, the, and, it, and it actually, it worked for the Saints this year as, as, as we were able to land who we want. Now, early on, the Saints did try to get uh, Scantlin. And then he got ripped, you know, he got pulled from up under him by Ch Ch Chiefs. Now, if we go back and look at that, fam, we forgot all about that, didn't we? Now, we the, the great part about that is isn't it wasn't it awesome that we didn't get Scantling? I mean, think about it. If we'd have got Scantling, that means no Jarvis Landry. And we probably would have paid whatever they paid, what was it, about ten something million dollars they paid for Scantling? We missed out on Scantling. Boy, we showed Mr. Train on that and end up getting a better wide receiver in Jarvis Landry with better ties, LSU guy in the prime of his career, top five, top six guy when he was healthy and productive in the team. I mean, it's just it just all worked out well. This whole offseason, we had certain, uh, you know, flirtations with disaster, with the Deshaun Watson thing that went away. And then we was able to use the money to go somewhere else. So we did not we couldn't lose if we tried. In, in other words, you know, what I'm saying we gave up that the capital to get Chris Olave. He's one of the top wide receivers in the draft. You got to get a kid that he's fantastic. And Mike Thomas been schooling his brother, talking to him and mentoring him since he was at Ohio State. And he continues to do it. So anyway, let's get into the article by Mike Tripler of ESPN. Chris Olave's first day of New Orleans Saints rookie camp technically was Friday, the 11th overall pick in the NFL draft. However, he's already spent most of the past two weeks getting familiar with his new running mate, Michael Thomas, in their shared home base of South Carolina, I mean, South Carolina, South California, Southern California, which is cool, too. I mean, it all works. Thomas welcomed the fellow former Ohio State receiver over FaceTime shortly after he was drafted, then invited Chris Olave to come stay with him and work out. He said, I couldn't turn that down, said the young wide receiver who spent a week and a half with Mike Thomas before flying to New Orleans for the weekend rookie minicamp. It wasn't the first time they had worked out together, though. Thomas shared a picture on draft night from when they had done the same thing a year ago. 
Since I feel like exactly a year ago, Olave said this was cool being out there with him and finally being on the same page, the same, same team is going to be huge. I can't wait. He said he kind of showed uh, love to me since college. He said, show me some love. So we text back and forth every now and then. I feel like we have the same mindset. We both we both want to dominate. We're both competitors. Just when you get on, just when we get on the field, we turn into a different person. Just knowing him and knowing he's on the other side of the field, that's going to make us better and make us go hard. Alavi said he likes Thomas' dog mentality and laugh when he said he has seen him up close over the past two weeks. He says, "I see it, man. I see the way he works." Chris Olave said he if he drops a pass, he's punting the ball. He gets mad, but that's who you want to. That he said that's who you want around you. I feel like that's going to make you better. He's going to call you out and your BS. I like Mike as a teammate, even as a person. I understand him, where he comes from. I see why he goes so hard. Chris Olave already already counts Washington Commander star Trey McLaurin as a mentor and a big brother that has emulated since they were teammates at Ohio State. And listen, if you watch uh, Terry McLaurin, for those who don't know, he's another fantastic Ohio State wide receiver. That's the best wide receiver that the Commanders Washington had. I mean, he's fantastic, man. And if it, a good comp is to watch uh, Terry McLaurin's game and you put the film on, a lot of similarities between these guys. A lot of similarities. So that's a good comp. And now he can add Jarvis Landry to his impressive list of mentors. This guy is going to be terrific with mentors like Mike showing him in. And Jarvis Landry, Olave said he heard the huge news as he was coming off the practice field. I can't wait to learn from them. Two legends. Olave said to Thomas and Landry, I just started playing receiver my junior year of high school. Coming here and having Mike Thomas and Jarvis Landry help me. I have a lot of room for development. I can't wait to max that out. So, I mean, this is big. He's excited. I'm excited, pounding the damn table, knowing that Chris Olave's learning from Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. Absolutely fantastic. And this is going to be fantastic. I'm just loving it, man. All right. And then, of course, this was an article that I was going to cover. Three positions. This is from my good friends at Saints News Network, Mr. Kyle T. Mosley, Bob Rose. Three positions uh, uh, have question marks for the Saints offense. Saints have... Head coach Dennis Allen would evaluate three positions on offense that have question marks ahead of filling the 53-man roster. And, of course, he goes in and talks about what are those questions. Saints guard the guard position. Now, according to Kyle T. Mosley, he said that Andrews' injury history and Cesar Ruiz's sporadic play are concerns at the guard position. Pete restructured a five-year, $57.5 million contract to create $8 million in cap space for the Saints in 22. Also, New Orleans has converted 9.73 of Pete's salary into a fully guaranteed roster bonus. Now, Pete's just 28 years old, and it's the Saints' 2015 first-round draft pick, and it performed well with former left tackle Teron Armstead on the left side of the offensive line. And 2022 will be different for Pete. Coach Payton stepped down. Armstead's in Miami. New left tackle could be Trevor Pennant as a rookie, and Dennis Allen is in is the new sheriff in town. Whereas changes occurred, Pete's veteran presence in New Orleans makes him the elder statesman of the union. Could you believe that? The elder statesman of the Saints offensive line is Andrews Pete. I didn't think about it like that. Now, albeit he must stay healthy and available, last season pictorial injury after six contests was problematic in maintaining continuity along the offensive line. Now, the NFL injuries are volatile and difficult to gauge per player. Now, Pete must stay on the field for New Orleans to make a run in the 2022-23 season. Now, on the right side is guard Cesar Ruiz, who has to bring it in 2022. His sophomore campaign was uneven at best. Blown assignments, missed blocks were a few noticeable issues for former first-round picks. Can he improve? Yes, he can. Now, could be a good time for New Orleans to consider signing or trading for a veteran swing offensive lineman to back up Pete and Ruiz. The current backups are a versatile with Calvin Throckmorton. He's a turnstile. Forrest Lamp has potential. He's a former second-round draft pick. That played really well, has some injuries out there in Los Angeles, but the Saints got to steal with this guy. And I'm expecting him, after having a full year in the Saints room, to make a push for a starting job. Kelvin Thro I mean, Kel not Kelvin Throckmore, but Forrest Lamp. Look, watch out for Lamp. Ethan Greenwich, I'm not too high on. James Hurst is the swing offensive lineman, and Hurst should not uh, win the starting job at left tackle. He says he should not. Bob and that's coming from Bob Rose, and I agree with Bob Rose, what he was saying. Now, what else he got to talk about, uh, Brother Mosley, about other needs? 
Well, let's talk about it. the Saints tight ends. Do you agree? Now, I want y'all to tell me, do you agree with like what Brother Kyle Moses is saying about these needs? Is offensive guard a need or an area of concern in your vantage point? Uh, who that nation? What you think? I mean, he just talked about uh, the play of the guards and Cesar Ruiz and Andres Peach. Y'all tell me. Uh, Saints tight end group, he's, he, he has also mentioned. In 21, the tight end position was inconsistent. Taysom Hill transitions from Sean Payton's all-purpose Swiss Army knife to a full-time tight end under Dennis Allen. Hill is a matchup nightmare for linebackers and most nickel defensive backs. Sitting behind Taysom are veterans Adam Troutman, Nick Burnett, J.P. Holtz, and Jawan Johnson. Ethan Greenwich, I mean Ethan Greenwich, Ethan Wolf and Dylan Soner were released on Friday, May the 3rd, and Lucas Crawl from Pitt and Kylan Ritchie from Jackson State battled for a training camp spot at the rookie minicamp. Now, both Johnson and Troutman were new NFL tight ends and contributed uh, with first down grabs and touchdowns were, most, but were mainly erratic. Their growth during the training camp as an extra playmaker for Jameis Winston would be significant for the position of Burnett and Holtz are better blockers than receivers. Crawl and Richie have, are heavy guys at 250-plus, but both have soft hands and good running routes. It will be interesting to see if one or both of these ends advance past the rookie cap. Now, what I'm hearing is they big on Crawl. I don't know if Crawl can make some name, but he's crazy, man. But it'll, he's an interesting prospect, man. So, you know, we like we like crazy, uh, boisterous tight ends down here. <laughs> and then the running backs. So let's talk about the running backs. Uh, the uncertainty of having Elvin Kamara for a full complement of games in 2022-23 is an issue. His legal troubles in Vegas have no clarity. And the NFL may intercede with a suspension before or during the upcoming season. The 12-year veteran body of, of Mark Ingram can only dish out and take so much punishment on an 18-week season as finding a reliable running back is a priority. Second-year running back, uh, Notre Dame running back, Tony Jones Jr. is a candidate at the backup position. New Orleans has seven-year uh, rusher Dwayne Washington, but his actual value is on special teams. And Taysom Hill could be interested wild card for Pete Carmichael. Still, the Saints are looking at newbie running back Abram Smith from Baylor during a rookie minicamp. Smith is 221-pound bruiser who rushed for over 1,600 yards in 14 games last season. And don't forget the 12 touchdowns. He wasn't asked to catch from the backfield at Baylor, but we know it's a critical asset for the Saints running back, which I've seen film with him catching the ball, which I, I think he can do. And I expect yeah, Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen to address this position before training. And he's right because they did bring in uh, uh, Paul uh, Devani Zigbo. They brought him back. So the Saints are uh, dealing with him. So thank you, uh, Brother Mosley. Well done article right here. And, and much love to the Saints News Network family members. I And uh, also, fam, before we go, let me just play a little of this interview right here. And people ask me, hey, Q, what's up with these people? You know, uh, I was asked today, shout out to Ryan, man. What's up, Ryan? Appreciate you. Ryan asked me, he's cool, dude. Asked me, um, hey, man, what's going on? Why do people not like James Winston? And I was like, yeah, yeah. But the national media has that that type of thinking. And I'm going to play something for you today to make you understand what we be talking about here. And that even don't just be making up shit. Listen to what these national folks say about the Saints and watch and watch the commentary. And also pay attention how the fact that these people are not doing their homework. They're not doing their homework on the teams. And they're sitting up here opinionating when you're supposed to be bringing the facts. And we ain't looking for editorials, you know, op-eds. If you're going to do, if you're going to come bring the stats, bring the facts, too often I'll be catching these people up here uh, talking about these teams and they're not bringing the facts. They just sit up here and opinionate. And then a half-ass, a guy with a half a brain could challenge them and beat them in the discussion. I'm going to play this part of this ESPN take for you guys so you can understand what I mean by what I'm saying about what these people don't know what the hell they're talking about. Okay? Okay? All right, so these are this is the cast of characters, right? So you know who they are. You got Phil Yates, who's the ultimate brown noser. He should have been fired when they went through the initial purge at ESPN. But the guy's a master brown noser. You got Dan Ovlarski, who is was one of the biggest Saints haters, but we done worked on Dan Ovlarski to the point but he's pushing for the Saints. He really is. And I got to give Dan Oblarski a shout out because he used to say dumb stuff. I used to tear him up in the in the breakdowns. It wasn't hard. You got Mina, who got a Seattle Seahawk. Don't tell me nothing about the Saints with other team shit behind you, man. At least get a neutral background. That's like the chick that talk about the, the, the that that got the 
the the the jersey of the Dallas Cowboys, whatever hanging up behind her. And she it ain't even some it ain't even some G shit. She just got a hanger with the jersey hanging up behind her with a, a makeshift light shining off of it. She ain't even got like it's not even done like putting a frame and done nicely. It's like I mean it's exposed to the elements. It's like it's some cheap shit. Don't talk about my Saints if you got a Dallas Cowboy jersey with a light on it behind you. Don't talk about my Saints if you got a damn Seattle Seahawks thing behind you because whatever bullshit you're going to say is going to be a disrespect to my club. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, and that's of course Shefty on the right. So we're going to listen to what these people are going to say. Well, just her with her commentary because that really is about her. What she says about Jameis Winston. Y'all listen up close. Put one in the chat if y'all can hear this. Uh, I think the team is. I think the team, the roster is actually a Super Bowl caliber roster, but I have a I guess, question about whether they have a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. And I say that as someone you remember in Drew Brees' final season because of his limitations pushing the ball downfield. I actually thought James Winston should start back then. And when he did play last year before getting hurt in week seven, he definitely showed some improvements. I mean, there's been a lot of emphasis on the only three interceptions. Obviously, that's been a struggle for him in the past, but he was not perfect completing under 59 percent of his passes which was 31st in the nfl he also uh, struggled sometimes with accuracy throwing the ball downfield now a lot of that had to do with the limitations the saints had at pass catcher and that's obviously an area that they've improved greatly this offseason especially michael thomas coming back but if we're going to call this saints team like a legitimate contender or say that they can overthrow the bucks i think winston needs to take another leap even from what we saw last season okay 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 that's that's what she just said about Jameis winston now y'all heard it in kind allow me to kindly cook her ass right quick but first of all get that bullshit seattle well you know, I ain't gonna even i ain't gonna even go there with them sea chickens and uh because i like the brother we i like it got a lot of people that watch the seahawks and i got love for the seahawks fam so i'm not gonna cook i'm not gonna cook the helmet i'm just gonna cook her all right now first and foremost she says that the Saints are a Super Bowl team, but, 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 but the question is the quarterback. And she went straight in on Jameis. Now, she didn't make mention of the fact that if Jameis, the, the Jameis was hurt due to the fact that a player had a dirty play on Jameis. Jameis was running away and the guy grabbed Jameis by his nameplate and dragged him backwards against his legs, causing the injury. Okay. He was at that point, Jameis Winston had 14 touchdowns versus three interceptions and the team was five and two under his leadership. Okay. The st- and the crazy part about it is she talking shit about Jameis Winston and the people put the damn stats right up under her goddamn face. Look at the ta- Look what it's saying. Jameis Winston returning for third season with the saints. He was five and two in starts last season, 14 touchdowns and three interceptions. And you can't look down and see that shit. You must not be able to see that. Well, she can't see a lot. She can't see a lot. She can't see a lot. Obviously, because the reality is the only competition in NFC South that they're saying is Tampa Bay. Now, let me remind everybody, no disrespect to my dog, Big Game James, who represents the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who be on our NFC South roundtable. No disrespect, my brother. Uh, it's, uh, this is said with ultimate love from the Hudak family. But understand, it's like when we start talking about the Falcons. Uh, and I got to say that about my dog, Lo. <laughs> Oh, we started talking about the Panthers with my dog, Rashad and Dave, man. Listen, the reality is this, is that the Jameis, they always, they got a, they butt hurt about Jameis Winston. They want to say, well, I still have questions about Jameis Winston. And it, because that three years ago, he threw 30 interceptions on the year. And I still have questions. See, they can't go back to that moment, but that feeling is still there. There is no justification to ask whether the question is Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, this offense fits Jameis Winston. He can run this offense. His issue is like that Sean Payton won his timing to pick up, but that will come as he gets more reps in the offense. And don't forget, Jameis was doing a lot of that stuff being interfered with by Taysom Hill. Okay? Okay? He still had all those statistics and was doing a good job, and he was still being interfered with by Taysom Hill, meaning Coach Payton would put Taysom Hill in there at the quarterback position. And Jameis still was able to do it to handle the business. He was still able to handle the business. So, I mean, it's, I mean, what can I tell you? Is they want to go back to that Jameis Winston. Hey, I still got questions about Jameis Winston and whether Jameis Winston can lead the team ahead. Or, uh, what? Lady, please. 
please, ladies, stop it. Stop, stop with this madness. Now watch what Dave, what Dan Orlovsky of all people tell her when asked about this and her, her response. It's, it's a half a brain, but a half a brain could pick them apart. Watch this. Pushback would be they've already overthrown the Bucks the past four times they played in the regular season. Mm -hmm. You know, so like the team ha has shown that they are a better, certainly in that one-on-one -on -one matchup. Thank you. I think if Jameis yeah. Winston plays like average football, they can absolutely be playing for the division title, which right. is uh, December 5th. They play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. And I think it could be for the division. Listen, Jameis was really good last year without all those pieces. I want to say right. really good. He made big jumps last year without all those pieces. Now we're adding those three pass catchers in Landry, Michael Thomas, and Chris Olave. We should honestly expect the best performance out of Jameis Winston. Right. I will say this. I think the season comes down to their left tackle, Trevor Penning the first-round draft pick out of Northern Iowa. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to pretend I'm a dominant offensive line mind, but I know this. Look at the Saints' history in drafting offensive linemen over, like, the last 10 years. Mm. These guys have become With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.